Hi, I'm Nicole Ebanks. I'm the host of Soul and Substance, the podcast. I'm also a journalist and a blogger, and I'm going to carry you through conversation where we're going to talk about those in-depth topics, those topics we're all afraid to talk about. I can guarantee you transparency, honesty, and pure realness because the perspectives come from my own celebrities, locals, and you especially. Soul and Substance starts right now. Hey y'all, what's up? It's Nicole here. It's so, 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 so good that I'm here able to speak to you guys again. A new year has begun. How y'all feeling? Today's segment, This Just In, will be a little bit different just because um, I want to um, dedicate today's episode to Barbara Walters. As you know, your good sis here is a journalist, a storyteller, and I want to pay homage to Barbara Walters for paving the way for women in TV and uh, media. So um, unfortunately, she passed away over this past weekend. I remember seeing her on The View, of course not the entire time (laughs) since I was much younger, but I remember that there was an episode, her last appearance on the show and all the TV journalists at the time who came, you know, after Barbara Walters, all came on stage on The View and just paid homage to her. They really congratulated her. And it just shows how much of an impact she made. So I feel like, unfortunately, she ha- she lost her life. But it, it's a, it, she left a mark. She left an impact. And her gift impacted so many people in a good way. She paved the way for so many of us And I want you to think about that this year. How are you going to change the trajectory of the world? And you may be thinking like, whoa, that's a lot. You're doing the most. But I honestly believe that our purpose, the reason why we're here, isn't just for your own benefit. It's for someone else's. We're here to make the world a little bit better for the next person. So tap into what that is and literally live it out. Don't shy away from it, accept it and embrace it. The world is just, it's a complicated place. It doesn't have to be, but we know that, you know, reality kicks in. So do your part, let's do better and let's have a phenomenal 2023, okay? Let's get it, it's gonna be a great one. I'm telling you, I'm believing it. It's gonna be a great, awesome years my life is going to extremely change in a great and abundant way i put it on instagram the last day of the year and i was like you know mark this time in history this time well the end by the end of the year 2023 it's gonna look very 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 different from your girl for in a great and abundant way and i totally believe in that there's power in writing things down there's power in the tongue affirmations believe good things can happen to you and it will trust and believe that live out your wildest dreams and be a legend out here there's too many mediocre things why would you want to be one of them so 
with that being said we can't start off the new year without thinking about the personal new year here at soul and substance in about four weeks yes the podcast will be celebrating one whole year one whole year since its birth okay so i wanted to make a huge announcement about the um big anniversary episode that we're gonna have and also i want you to be a part be a part of it send your voice messages your um, congratulations how much you love the podcast and so many other things send it to the email at soul and substance 25 at gmail.com that's s-o-u-l-n-s-u-b-s-t-a-n-c-e 25 at gmail.com send all your good wishes we're gonna have a party y'all so be ready january 31st well this episode will be january 30th but you know january 31st is the true birthday but get ready it's gonna be awesome how has your mental health been lately do you feel burdened or overwhelmed what about your finances do you find yourself living from paycheck to paycheck and working more than one job if so i have a solution for you visit www.unwrapwellness.com and follow at unwrap wellness on instagram facebook and pinterest to view content focused on the importance of putting yourself first as the key to unwrapping wellness Plus, discover potential part or full-time career opportunities available and connect with the best financial experts to meet your financial goals. Again, visit www.unwrapwellness.com and follow at Unwrap Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest to connect and unwrap your wellness now. It's safe to say that my dad's health is declining. He had cancer a few years back, and since then, his health just hasn't been the same. Um, as those listening, you might have a parent whose you know, health is declining and taking a turn for the worse. And although his health is on a gradual scope, it's still evident. So evident that I know for certain that I pray for this, that my dad will see me fulfill out my dreams, right? I want that so badly. So I expressed that to Sharice last week after our recording and, you know, she gave me reassurance. She definitely understood where I came from. Not that she's going through the same thing, but she can definitely empathize. And as I'm talking to her, I revealed to her that my family, specifically my parents, don't even know that I have a podcast. Yep, you heard it right. I know you're surprised, you're looking around shocked as ever. That's right. My parents have no idea that I talk to all of you guys on a regular basis. They don't know about Soul and Substance, the podcast. I have never told them, never shared a link, nothing like that. And as I'm expressing this, not casually, which you know I'm telling Sharice about this, and it doesn't roll off my tongue, but 
there's no like, I don't know if I should tell her this. So I tell her and immediately she is disappointed. And her disappointment is evident in her mannerisms, body language, more so than her verbal disappointment. And she was like, she couldn't believe it that all of these amazing things that are happening in my life, this journey that I'm on, that my family isn't a part to be, isn't a part of this journey with me. And when she said that, it was like a mirror was up in front of me because internally I didn't see it as an issue. I always thought that when I made it, when I'm on stage, when I achieve my dreams, living the life that I've always wanted, that they would just fall in line, that they would celebrate in the praises, they would, you know, definitely benefit from me living up my dreams and my purpose. I never thought about the in-between or the journey to get there, that them not being immense in it, them not truly being a part of it, how that would that how that bittersweet moment of being a part of the end result wouldn't be as rewarding because they weren't a part to see it come to fruition. And in my mind, I guess I didn't think the journey truly mattered based off of my past. I'll explain that a little bit later. So Sharice goes on to say that I think it's time I definitely think it's time that they know the truth. And she goes on to say, Christmas Day is the day that you will tell them that you have a podcast. Like, you have nothing to lose. (laughs) And when she said that, tears at this point are just dropping from my face. I'm visibly just, you know, emotionally out of it. But when she said it, although like there was a pit in my stomach, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. I wanted to do it. I really was up for the challenge. The timing just seemed right. You know, I felt like God orchestrated it that way, that had it happened, had I told her this maybe a month prior, I probably would have let it procrastinate and linger. Or even midway through the year, I'd probably be like, eh, I'll tell them at some point. But the fact that it happened literally, she was telling me to do this a week left into the year. And, you know, there was like, and the point of it being that it would set me up for all the great things that are happening for me in 2023. Like she was like, this is a great way to break this chain. You have many blessings coming towards you in 2023. You shouldn't have this lingering over you going to the new year, going to the new year with a fresh start. So that was even more appealing to like, you know what, I'm going to do this as scary as it is. I remember last week's episode, I told you guys that whenever you start to do things with God in the equation, he is going to start to change things up. Like I use the analogy of like the perfectly set table and God literally turns that table upside down just to get to the root of things, just to start to change things up. And I never would have considered, I never would have thought that this is something at the end of 2022, he would give me my last assignment for because it was the last thing for me to do before all of these great wonderful things were going to happen for me are going to happen for me in 2023 and he was like you need to break this chain and I strongly believe he spoke through Sharice 
you know, to de- de- deliver this assignment. I don't know. There's something about that girl <laughs> that makes me want to, I wouldn't even say do better, but just listen to her rather. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. Now, deep down inside, she doesn't even, she didn't even know this. So she, she's hearing this now <laughs> that I had it in mind that even if I didn't do a Christmas day, I had six days after where I would, you know, do this, tell my family. I, I even thought about doing it prior to Christmas day just to get it over with. But I knew at some point I'd do it the 31st of December, you know, before the year was out. As much as she told me Christmas day, if I couldn't, didn't have the courage to do it then or before then, New Year's Eve was my deadline. And then I wondered about, I reflected on why this was such an issue. Why is this the last assignment for me? Why is this even something up for discussion? You know what I mean? Like, why was this something over me? Why is this a chain that I have to break? Why are these shackles that I have to break? And then it took me back to childhood. From as long as I, well, as a little girl, I'll just say that small little girl, probably about like three years old. I remember vividly speaking out loud as if I was signing off a movie or a TV show. And I think this particular event was a movie and I would speak it out loud and just be so certain and confident. And from that point on, I always knew that I was going to be big in this world in a positive way. But like on stage, you know, being a producer, a speaker, an orator, you know, something. I just always knew I would have that position in life. So ever since then, it never stopped. And my resilience in childhood was just always assertive. I was always confident in that belief. I never wavered from it. I remember when I was 15... I told my mother, like, there was something happening. Like, my brother was supposed to take me and a friend to, like, a, on a class trip to a museum. Something happened. So, of course, sibling rivalry. And I'm on the phone with my mom, and she's at work. And I'm, like, literally respectfully yelling at her. And I'm telling her, you know, I am going to be big. I am going to do big things. And I was assertive. I was sure. I was confident in how I told her that. There was no wavering in my voice, no shakiness. I was not afraid to tell her. Again, it's as if I was the parent in that moment, telling her, you know, what to do. But again, that's just to show you guys how much I knew for a fact what I was going to be from a young age and nothing was going to change me. Nobody couldn't tell me no different. Until now... A little backstory, as much as I knew that I was going to be big in this world, I, and I knew that it was going to be on stage in some way, I still had big aspirations to become a doctor, specifically a pediatrician. So much that I remember my mom knew of like a program where, you know, when you're 13, you can like practice on pigs, sewing up pigs or something like that, you know, as like a surgical medical surgery type of introduction type of thing so much I knew I was going to be a doctor that I knew that I chose when I moved to a certain part of Maryland 
um, you can choose from three high schools in the area. And I chose a specific school because I knew that they had a medical program or like hands-on experience that could be credits towards my pre-med courses, you know, in college. So it was a done deal. I was so sure I was going to be a doctor. So no change in that. However, throughout childhood, I was always writing stories. And, you know, I even wrote my own play. I was planning on performing it at the age of eight for my neighbor's housewarming party. Like, again, I was so sure of it. And to this day, I'm mad at housewarming play didn't happen. I was so mad at my friend. She got too busy with her family and just forgot all about it. She forgot all about our rehearsals, the script and everything. Y'all, I was butthurt. Even still to this day. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> but um, all of that still, you know, I never thought of a career. I never thought of it. Even though, like I said, I knew I was going to be big. So here it is. I'm in high school and I get... It's after my freshman year of high school and in the summertime, you know, you're up late, you're watching TV, like there's no time when you're on summer. There's no bedtime, right? So particularly, it was a late July night, July 31st, three o'clock in the morning, I'm watching Cosby show. And immediately ideas, plot lines, storylines, characters are flooding, rushing to my mind. So much that I have to write it down on paper because it's that a lot, you guys. Like, nothing premeditated the point. Like, I never thought about writing this story. It was just flooding, 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 flooding. And I had to write this down. The next day, without any wavering, any, like, hesitancy, I told my mom, I'm going to write a book. Period. Dot. That's it. I didn't care what she would have to say after it. I didn't care what the next person had to say about it. I just knew it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen to the point where I envisioned being on the Oprah show, you know, promoting my book, bragging that I was, you know, a teenage author. Like, oh, please. I just knew for certain, like, I was going to write this book and the world was going to read it. Point blank, period. You couldn't tell me no different. You couldn't sway my opinion. I was just that assertive and confident. So this book was the turning point for me. I started to wane from my ideas and dreams of becoming a doctor to now a full-time writer. Senior year comes, my book is in the publishing phases. And through that editing and all of that, I was like, you know what? I would love to do this full-time. So I tell my family, I'm going to be a full-time writer. Again, assertiveness. I wasn't scared what they had to say. I didn't, you know, nothing was going to sway my opinion until my dear sweet father was like, do radiology. You're not going to make any money being a full-time writer. I was crushed, you guys. I was so upset. I was so sad. Like I was like, and this is the first, I wouldn't say the first. But I just, the support wasn't there like I thought it was, you know, that it would be. And like I said, even though it didn't matter what anyone had to say, some reason this just hit different. I think because 
in my mind, being a full-time writer was going to be a lifetime thing for me. And now you're telling me to confine myself in a box that I didn't see myself in. I didn't want to be in. And yet you're pushing me in that direction. And again, it just felt like this would be a lifetime change that you're telling me to do. So I didn't like it. I didn't. And so much that, you know, at some point, I don't even know if it's the same day or like a few days later, my mom comes into my bedroom and she's like, you know, go and do journalism. You can travel the world. You know, you have a job. You can gain an income. But also as you travel, as you interview people, those are stories that are going to help you write your books. And when she put it like that, it was a no-brainer. It was like, okay, it makes perfect sense. I Again, I never saw myself being a journalist. I even took a journalism course in high school. And I was okay in it, to be honest. Um, it, wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't, I liked the course because it fed my creativity. But sitting in on the journalism class, it wasn't, I think it was one of my challenging courses. Um, I don't think I was the best at it, but it fed my creativity in other ways. But when she said it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So again, it was, it was a compromise, but it started the train of me like, okay, clearly there are some aspects of my life that I love to do my family's not going to be a part of it my family's might not might not sign on to certain things so you know what if I do try something they don't need to know and part of it I feel like is some resentment I know I told a family member that I even thought about being an actress and they were like you're not going to make any money and I want to pause here for a second because I know someone who's listening to this, at least one person who you have that dream inside of you and because of tradition, because of the world, you feel as though you're not going to make it. You're not going to be that thing because it's so uncommon. You're not going to get money from it, but I'm here to tell you, go after it. If the passion is there, if the passion and dedication is there. There's a difference. Don't say I want to be a singer and you don't back it up with the work. It's not going to happen. I promise you that now. There's no, like, yes, God can even, you know, tell you to pursue that. But if you don't have the work to back it up, just let the the dream die. But if you have that passion for it and you're willing to do something towards it, it will happen. Just stay the course. Don't let anyone deter you. But when I was younger, I didn't have, when I mean younger, here it is, I'm in college at this point. I didn't feel like I was capable of doing certain things because those who birthed me or who were closest to me didn't see or didn't truly support me. Now, my mom gave me, you know, the idea to go to journalism, but I know later on I found out that she des- she deep down inside wanted me to pursue nursing. If anyone knows from a Caribbean household, they will beat the nurse down in you. Not literally, but they will encourage you to go the 
you know, medical route in some form. So I know deep down inside, you know, they were probably crushed that I wasn't going to do pediatrics, wasn't going to be no doctor. Excuse me, I can't speak today. (laughs) But um, deep down inside, um, I had to block the noise and it was hard to. And, you know, in college, you know, I had my struggles with journalism and, you know, I, I saw my peers had that love for it. They had that passion for it. Like I know some newsy person was coming to campus one day and I had a classmate who was so excited and I was like, why is she doing the most? Like, I don't see the big deal. But I think because I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up wanting to be a journalist. I knew I was going to be on TV, you know, doing certain things. But a journalist, I never saw it in me. So it was a struggle. And I compared myself to other people. You know, I felt like alone, I was great in certain areas when it came to journalism. But when I put myself up against someone else, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm good as, as them. Um, but I chalked that up to my own insecurities. But deep down inside, I knew it had to stem from like, you know, that assertiveness that was being broken down gradually. Then fast forward to, you know, the podcast. And I know the podcast I thought, you know, thought about doing one for years prior to when I public, you know, started, you know, this podcast, as you guys know. And when I finally said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I don't want to say I strategically made sure that I didn't, you know, tell my family, like I didn't hide my microphone. I didn't hide my equipment. But if I would, you know, come home late. And oh, my dad would be like, oh, you know, how was work today? Just getting off work. In that moment, I could have corrected and said, no, I was just out recording. Or oh, I had an interview for, for the podcast recording that I have. I never corrected and said, told what the truth was. And deep down inside, it cheated. It made everything bittersweet. However, it never pushed me to tell the truth still. Like, here it is, I'm telling you guys, I'm speaking to you guys on a weekly basis, and the people who birthed me didn't even know. And it's, I felt two-faced. I felt two-faced because my, here it is, I see my dad's health. I love my family dearly. And I felt like, here it is I'm upset that my dad is you know his health is declining I want him to be able to be there to witness seeing me achieve all of my dreams and goals when he doesn't even know all my dreams and goals he doesn't know my true aspirations I felt like a hypocrite I felt like a hypocrite like how dare you say that you want you know these people who birth you to be a part of your life and yet you won't share these intimate things with them these great things with them like I remember when I reached 100 plays of the podcast I remember I told y'all about it I was so excited why didn't I tell my family being standing in your truth standing in your purpose we have to own who we are deep down inside we can't let what others tell us because and i'm not saying that my family is this way but 
most of the time if somebody knocks you down they they don't have the strength to do it themselves so they rather bring you down for it or they wanted the same thing that you wanted but they weren't um you know courageous enough to go after it so they want to pull you down just so you can be in the same boat as them don't allow that to happen and i'm learning that now so fast forward now when sharice told me you got to tell them christmas day i felt like i have to make up for lost time and my stomach was hurting me i was stressed about it i would think about christmas day and my stomach would run or my head would hurt because i'm like okay i felt like i had to tell them that i don't know just think of the worst possible thing that you could tell your family like i don't know I just felt like I had to tell them the worst news. And if they knew, they weren't going to take it. Like, I know part of the reason, I know with journalism, I didn't immediately work in that field. And I know at early on, my mom was like, go back to school and pursue your master's. To the point where my aunt, literally, I just walked, got off the stage and accepted my bachelor's degree. And my aunt was like, you know, go back to get your master's. Your bachelor comes in like associate's degree. And yes, her comments doesn't mimic how my mom felt. But I felt like, you know, master's, 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 master's has always been something that my mom would throw back at me. Go back to school, get your master's. Go back to school, get your master's. Master's, 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 master's. So I was ready, prepared that once I told her about my podcast, that she would say, okay, that's cute. What about your master's degree? That's what I was, I had the worst case scenario in my head. And Sharice prepared me for that. And I had to pray about it. And I also had to remind myself that, okay, you know, whatever they have to say, you have to remember what lies ahead, what assignments, what plans that God has for you. Don't allow this to deter you. Don't allow this moment to take you back to when you said you're going to be a full-time writer and then, you know, your dad said, no, you're going to go into radiology. Don't let this shake you. Stay the course. So with that in mind, I gained the strength to just say, you know what, I'm going to just tell them. I'm not going to wait Christmas Day. Any opportunity I get, I'm going to just say it and I'm going to run. <laughs> so I had moments where, you know, I'd go over to my parents' house and, <clears throat> you know, I was just going to blurt it out. But the time wasn't right. Either my mom was asleep, my dad was asleep, or they weren't at the house, or they were too busy doing something. And I was like, you know what, if I were to say anything now, there would be more questions than there need to be because the timing just isn't right. <clears throat> and as much as I just wanted to get it over with, it so happened that Christmas Day is the day when I finally revealed I had a podcast. So I woke up that morning. I had an agenda. My sister, you know, she didn't know either. I know she didn't know either, but I was prepared to tell her I didn't have the courage to do so. So I just waited, paused on that. So, you know, Christmas Day comes around and I'm ready to tell my mom and I know we have to go over there and you know help with Christmas dinner that type of thing so 
I make my way. Because in my mind, I'm like, once, you know, my sister comes, that might take away from the one-on-one time I can tell my mom and then my dad, right? So I go on my own and I'm helping her. And I'm just like, how am I going to tell her this? How am I going to tell her this? And I'm going through all these scenarios in my head. And my nephew decides to come with me. So it just so happens he goes upstairs. And my mom is just giving me the game plan of how we're going to tackle Christmas dinner and clean it up in between, yada, yada. And then at some point I say, do you mind if I play something, (laughs) y'all? She's like, yeah, sure. But her response was like, girl, you got to ask for that? Like, oh, please, what? So this part is a little fuzzy, but I remember she, I play it. And I was like, um, I have a podcast. And she's like, oh, but she has a smile on her face. And she's like, what's that? I know my mom is a seasoned woman. And I I knew the the possibility she didn't she wouldn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> so I started to explain to her and I was like, you know, I started this also to help me get into journalism and, you know, other things that I have going on for myself. So she was like, Okay, this is gonna help you get a job. So I was like, most possibly, but it's gonna yield opportunities. She was like, Oh, okay. So she was like, Yeah, let me hear it. So I was like, okay, so it publishes tomorrow. But, you know, I'm telling her, like, you know, and I and specifically it was the episode last week, the one I had with Sharice. And that started a whole conversation about faith. Um, my mom is very, you know, Christian, very, you know, I wouldn't say religious, but yes. Um, so she was like, you know, I'm glad that you told me this. And as we're talking, and expressing this and just more of a faith it became more of like a faith chat between her me and her she starts to say two things first thing was you know what you're telling me is truly inspiring me and my own faith and I was like oh what okay cool 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 and then we keep talking and moments later she's like you know I'm happy we had this moment And I was like, really? And she's like, you know, I miss how we used to be. I miss how you used to come and talk to me, how you used to just tell me everything. And it would bother me. And just recently, it really used to bother me and really just gnaw at me. And I'm just so glad that we're having this experience together again. (laughs) Y'all... I was so emotional. I didn't cry, but it was it was confirmation that what happened it was the right moment that it happened. And again I'm telling her and she's like, please let me hear it tomorrow. Send me the link, send me whatever you need to send me. Whew, okay. Then you know, magically my nephew comes back down and I again I, I believe that was God intervening intervening to give us that moment. So then time passed and of course it's time for Papa to hear. It's time for Daddy to know. And you know, I make my way upstairs. He's in bed and you know, I'm making small talk <laughs> cuz again my stomach is hurting. As much as I had the most monumental moment with my 
mom. I didn't know how my dad was going to react. So I played the, I just played it. You know, my nephew's in the bed too. And I just played my podcast episode. And he's like, oh, that sounds like you. Uh, like, and he looks not confused, but he's like, uh, is that like kind of looking for confirmation? And so I was like, yeah, it is me. It's my podcast. And he was like, oh, so I was like, yeah, um, it's the episode and I'm telling him and, you know, we're listening to it a little bit. He's like, and that starts a whole conversation about, you know, you can definitely get money from this. You could, you know, do it this way and you can advertise it that way. And, you know, he was telling me about, you know, podcasts that he listened to and other like content creators. And he was like, this is how they do it. And so you can do it like this or make sure you tell people like to listen to you and follow you. And it turned out to like my dad was my whole PR agent. Like what? I didn't expect it. And that was another confirmation that here it is in my own mind. I'm thinking the absolute worst. And not just because I had this assignment, but for almost an entire year now, the reason why I didn't share this with them, I just thought they were going to tell me the worst news. And yet here it is. My dad had all this knowledge that would help me grow in this area of my life. And I was, if I didn't say anything, that would have just been with him, you know, and I would have had resources right at my fingertips and not even know it based off of my own resentment and my own thoughts negative thoughts so it turned out really really well and more than well like you guys I never would have thought like my mom was like I'm gonna send it to other people even the next day and you know I had you know texted my sister the link as well and you know she was like oh that's great you know really happy for you and the next day my mom is like, I loved it. I listened to it. I loved it. Um, is there any more? How can I listen to more? And y'all, that's the thing. It's like she wasn't just, and I didn't expect this from her. I don't want you guys to think that they're bad people or mean people. But the fact that she was like, I want to, I want to be in your world entirely. It wasn't like I'm gonna hear this episode and then be about my business. She was like send me some more how can I ben- you know access more information without you having to send me things and she even told like I'm gonna send my friends like the best feedback and it kept happening you know the rest of the days and you know she just she wouldn't stop like when I would see her she would say oh yeah this friend said about this about the podcast and that and this and this and that and it's all positive things and even if they weren't I think the fact that she her, her I just speak louder than words as we know and the fact that she didn't keep it with herself she actually shared it shared her daughter's great work it was heartwarming for me and I wouldn't have known that had I just kept this thing inside felt like oh they didn't care you know this was the least thing they wanted to hear and that was the total opposite so one of the 
biggest highlights ever since I told my family about the podcast was ever since I told them, I felt like I could tell the whole world. It wasn't, I guess it was subliminal that there were certain people who didn't know about the podcast and those who didn't. And I don't know why that is the case. I don't understand. I don't know why, you know, on social media, people knew and I didn't care on who was following me or who wasn't, who did find out whether there was a connection to my family. However, there was, there was just a hindrance. Like some people just didn't know. And now, ever since that point, I was telling everybody Everybody who I came up contact with, like, I wasn't afraid. I was assertive. I was telling people. I remember drawing a patient and, you know, I was like, look, I got a podcast. I would love for you to be a guest on my podcast. Here's the information. Let's hook up later. Um, I mean, I was just telling everybody, telling everybody so much that there was a faith chat um, the creator of it called it Faith Chat, but it's like a Bible study. And at the end, the orchestrator was like, you know, anything that we have to pray for, that type of thing. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was pushing me to, and you know, announce it, promote your podcast to these people. And there, it was all a, you know, virtual thing. So there's like about 65 plus people on the Zoom call. <laughs> and as much as they couldn't see me, and I couldn't see everybody. I was nervous, y'all. I was so nervous. But I was thinking like, look, you're going to be filling up great places. You need to be comfortable more with, you know, public speaking and promoting yourself. And this is a great opportunity. You're off the hills of this great thing that you've done. Finally, you broke this chain. Hey, this is a great way to go out with an even bigger bang before the year ends. So I finally pressed unmute and the leader is like Nicole do you have something to say I see you unmuted yourself and y'all <laughs> I was so grateful for that but even if not I knew I was gonna say something and I was like you know I have a podcast you know this week we talked about purpose and you know I would love for this to be the first time you know great episode for you guys to be introduced to the um, podcast and at this point I've only been in these meetings three times so I really don't know anybody so it's not like a group of friends who I know and, you know, no. It was, for the most part, complete strangers. And the fact that I tackled it, I felt so good because in the comments, people were like, Nicole, I'm definitely going to listen. And not even 24 hours, I saw an influx in views and plays from that moment to the next day where I saw people, you know, listen to the podcast and, the, you know, leader was even like, you know, Nicole, I just started following it or I just found you. It was like, oh my gosh. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I never would have thought that this assignment, I thought this assignment was just to tell your parents, but God had a bigger, a bigger reward waiting for me where it was like, you know, it opened up a door for me to be a lot more transparent fully here it is I'm telling you guys to be transparent with me and you know what we talk about here on the podcast but I just finally understood and finally start living that out loud 
again, I'm telling everybody. So I'm telling you to tell everybody. I have a podcast. Nicole Ebanks has a podcast. Nicole is going places. Nothing going to stop her. That childlike assertiveness, confidence is back and ain't going nowhere. Yeah, my business is out now, and I feel good about it. What about you? What are the things that you're keeping a secret? Now is the time to tell it. Tell it to the people you're afraid to share it with. They definitely want to know. And yes, who cares what they have to say after it? Tap into that childlike resilience that like, no matter what, nobody can tell you no different. That is the key to living your best life. Don't care about what grandmother has to say, what auntie has to say, mommy and daddy have to say, or even your friends have to say. Who cares? You have purpose, and now it's time to truly live in it. The new year has begun. There's no excuses. Now is the right time to let your secret out. Stand in your truth. So who or what is that? chain you're going to break today. I love you and I mean it. Peace. Soul and Substance was produced by Nicole Ebanks. The Soul and Substance theme song was produced by Lawrence Ebanks. If you would like to ask for advice or leave comments, send an email to soulandsubstance25 at gmail.com. For blog posts, visit soulandsub.wordpress.com and follow us on Instagram at soul.n.substance. That's S-O-U-L dot N dot S-U-B-S-T-A-N-C-E.